0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 3 of Highballs with Heaton, with my good friend Andrew Heaton, who is the host of Blaze Podcast Media, I don't even know what we call it anymore, Something's Off, with Andrew Heaton. That's the name of mine. Welcome, once again, to Studio 22. Here we are. I'm going to do... A new show with Party Fowl Steve. We're we're not going to drink. We're going to smoke cigars. It's going to be called Fags with Fowl. There you go. Might use cigarettes every now and then.
1: I don't know. I'm not smoking cigarettes. You don't smoke a fag. No. Okay. I when, when, I, when I
2: lived in Scotland, this was one of a couple of things that threw me off. Yeah. Because they uh, they if you're in Scotland, uh, like like where, where you and I are now in Texas, pissed and pissed off mean the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. But when I when I first moved moved to Scotland, they'd say things like. Uh, well, I should back up. Pissed means drunk mm-hmm. in Scottish. Pissed off means Pisser. angry. Pissed? Yeah. I'm pissed means drunk. I didn't know that. So the Scots are like, oh, last night I got so pissed I shot myself and block out. And I'd be like, oh my God, these people are crazy. I've I'm never been that angry in my life. That I've <laughs> lost bowel control through anger. And then the, the fag one, because I didn't know that. The fag is a, a nickname for cigarettes. Uh, I, it's a pejorative where I'm from. So they go, hey, Gusby, hold my drink. I'm going to nip out back for a fag. And I'd go, I'm just going to hold my drink and be quietly heterosexual. You do whatever you need to do. I'm a visitor in your country.
0: If you've never had a fag in a back alley, you really should go to Scotland. (laughs) Let me tell you, that's the best place you can get a fag in a back alley. Or under a bridge. Whatever. $20 is $20. So
1: you take Bags the back Bags are expensive. Tobacco well. you take the back door? <laughs> Their tobacco
0: prices are very high. Yeah. Yeah. You're, um, you got to go through the back
1: out. door to get there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so party foul Steve's sitting over in the peanut gallery. Of course, Jennings is sitting over there petting him affectionately, making sure that he stays uh, just... Quite mulletized right there. There's certain words that I love, but usually they come out of me whenever I'm drinking whiskey. That's why I love this show, High Balls with Heaton. And today's featured whiskey on High Balls with Heaton is Fort Worth, Texas' own TX Whiskey. Not Texas whiskey. It is not endorsed by Rick Perry, Greg Abbott, or the state of Texas. TX. X Whiskey. Five whiskeys in this bottle. Not a single one less than five years old. It is America's first premium blended whiskey, which means there's only whiskey in the bottle. Get you some soon and become our sponsor because Highballs with heating Let me tell you something. We can make highballs with any whiskey that's out there if they just give us money.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll come back for whiskey and money. Yeah. I know.
0: I, but you know what? I'm a fan of the whiskey. Are you a fan of the whiskey? Oh,
2: I'm very much so, yeah. I, wow. like, uh, I'm like. i I'm a big Scotch enthusiast. You I'm, are. I've that. got a square foot of land on the Isle of Isla in Scotland, and I would like to eventually become a brand ambassador.
0: Don't you go, when you go to Scotland, do you like set up a little altar on your square foot of land? Do you, do you like set no, up a I little- No,
2: I went there with, I've got an adopted aunt and uncle, because mm-hmm. I had a host family. And so uh, Arthur and Gusha, when I told, I, I called them, I I'm going to be back in your neck of the woods, and, and I've got the square foot of land, and Arthur went- We'll go there. I got a car. We'll we'll take a ferry, and we went down there. And he built me this Lego castle, so I had my own Lego castle. So what I did was I put that up, and then I kicked over a flag of Russia because everybody's got a different flag for their their spot. So I felt I was I was representing America and. My feudal dynasty.
0: Did you play Dungeons and Dragons? Yes.
2: Yeah, yes. you really gotta have that vibe. I yeah, I know. <laughs> Mike, can I can I tell you what a dork I was in high school? Because by he, all I means, to, I think the first time I came on your show, and I I do genuinely feel this way. I described this. Uh, I described you to one of our coworkers the other day. I went when I hang out with Chad, I feel like I'm hanging out with a cool guy in high school, and he's like he's decided to like come hang out with me. Yeah, and it's, I it's kind of nice... feel like
0: we're walking like at weightlifting class, and you're you know, <laughs> in like, the football God, how coach. Many, how many dud, uh,
2: how dumb bars there are or whatever. Yeah, the football dub... coach just called you a snot bubble and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the whole thing. And you come over and you're like, hey, man, come sit and have lunch with us. And it's
0: cool. I like that about you. Yeah. We're slowly
1: I, I... leading him towards the bathroom swirly. <laughs>
0: no, I would never. I that's, am not no, a bully. <laughs> I am anti-bully 100%, although I am pro-fag. Jennings. Yo. I love you, my friend. I love you too, too. I love you, and I'm glad you're sitting in here.
2: I'd like to note, by the way, uh, to Heaton's point earlier, uh, a ferry in Scotland is a homosexual.
0: Oh, That's true. well, I'll be in Ireland.
2: So they were taking a ferry I'm, over to the Isle of
0: Ireland. I'm going to spend June this year in Ireland because I just need to go that far away to get away from all you fools. Mm. And I love Ireland, I love Scotland. Actually. They're both great. I'd say Ireland's a tad more friendly.
2: They're like, yeah, they very friendly. Cuz the, the Scots are lovely but they seem homicidal. Yeah. Like when you meet them cuz you're you're like, uh, hey, how are you?" Yeah. "I'm great. How are you?" Yeah. You're like, "I'm fine." I like to introduce you to some mates of mine. Come with me. You're like I'm going to get stabbed, and it turns out they just give you drinks. They're nice. The, the, the Irish are like much more like like you know they're much more
0: gregarious when you. Make yeah, them. the Scottish are very Gerard Butlerian in 300. You know what I mean? Yes. They're like yeah, really yeah. They're, sparta. yes. Spartan. Spartan Spartan. Sparta. Yeah. 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 yeah, you do not. You don't. I always want to. I always want to go into barrio Mexican whenever I try to do a Scottish accent. That's why I admire you so much. Thank you. But you know what? Immigrants go to Scotland too. Screw them. Don't you look at my woman, man. <laughs> Don't you? Why are you looking at my queen?
2: You, you're you're nailing a Glaswegian <laughs> accent so hard right now. I just I was like, that guy's straight out of Glasgow. Glasgow,
0: My, my name is MacTuff. Don't you understand? Hey, man, why are you looking at my honey, girl? You want me to run over you with my chavvy? I think
2: they talk just <laughs> like
0: that in Glasgow. I just It's like I'm in Dundee all over again. Do you again. feel it? Yeah. I'm just I'm, I'm like, yeah. Huh. Let's. let's take it to the head. To the head. Okay. Let's go to the head. Let's see what the topic of the day is on High Balls with Heaton. We don't know what it is. This is a head full of topics, and here we go. Do you have a right to online privacy? Mm, do you have a right to online privacy? Um, you know, I think. Well, it depends. What are we doing online?
2: I see. I'm di- I'm divided on this one because I on, think I am too. On the one hand, like. I like privacy, uh, and I want you to have it. But on the other hand, if I build a platform, it's my platform, right? So if, if I build Book Chadbook- which yeah. is a platform based on discussing Chad Prather and sharing Chad Prather photos. Yeah. I own that platform. I made it. If you wanted to go do your own thing, you should have. But I, here on Chad Book, I control the Chad media, right? He really does have this, by the way. I also, this is just me mentioning that everybody should go to Chadbook.com. <laughs> Chadbook.com. Uh, Log I'm, in. I'm going to go ahead and buy if I sober up in time. Give us uh, your
0: debit and credit card yeah. right there. So it's
2: like, it, it's it's I, I have mixed <laughs> feelings on this because on, on the one hand, uh, yeah, I, I don't want uh, – if if you, are, if you are running something yourself, if, mm-hmm. if you came up with an idea and you want to do it, I, I feel very, very strongly about free enterprise and the idea that you, you should be able to associate and run your business as you see fit. I don't think that Facebook should be a, a utility or anything like that. Like they, That's their thing and, and to the point where if, if Facebook or Twitter wants to kick off people like me, it's, it's a private platform. They're, they're at liberty to do that. Uh, at the same time though, like we're kind of getting into this weird part of the twenty first century where like I I don't it's it's I, I do feel like I'm being creeped on by a bunch of different places. so I don't know but right now i'm I'm leaning more towards that I don't care to be honest with you.
0: Do you have an Alexa or anything like that in your home or like a Google play or one of those? Yeah, I got an devices Alexa, yeah, yeah. that you talk to, yeah, that that you have to feel a little bit nervous about. not only do I not only do I feel nervous, i uh, i I have become aware
2: of what a horrible human being I am. Because I'll, you, you watch these old like sitcoms, or not sitcoms, you watch these old dramas where like some, like there's people in a mansion and their butler comes in and they're like, Ah, oh, you fool, Matthews. Matthews, you shouldn't have brought me brandy this time. You're like, why would you do that? I never do that with people at Starbucks. And then you get Alexa and you're like, no, I didn't say that! Electric Light Orchestra song, you idiot! <laughs> and I'm just so mean to this robot and I had no idea how mean I was when there was no actual, like, yeah. when there's not a response, You're I'm really mean.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. When I say Neil Diamond and all of a sudden I hear an onslaught <laughs> of ABBA going, here I go again. I wanted Blue Jeans. What's the song I'm thinking of? Forever in blue jeans. Forever, Forever in blue jeans. Blue jeans. Yeah. Sweet Caroline. You were doing that at karaoke the other day. I was doing that the other day in an Elvis concert. dressed as Elvis. I am a, a big fan of karaoke, and we
2: were doing that the other day.
0: Ooh, yeah, we should do karaoke. I would love together. to do that. Let's do it. to in America too, I today. Are you baritone or tenor? I, uh, I, I'm not a tenor. I'm a little more baritone okay. than that. I'm a little more. Uh, we'll just kind of find it as we go. But if I do. Uh, If I do Patience, and I'm in good voice, from Guns N' Roses, I
2: can get there. I can hit My Maria in the car by Brooks and Dunn, but I can't do it in a karaoke studio. I'm surprised that you know some Brooks and Dunn. I like Brooks and Dunn. Oh, yeah. I I love bluegrass. I love bluegrass. I
0: didn't like Brooks and Dunn until I went to a a Brooks and Dunn concert. That was years ago. My Maria was a great song. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I like bluegrass too, and I like Garth Brooks to some extent.
2: I don't like. I'm, I'm definitely more bluegrass than country. Yeah. Like I, I love. I think bluegrass is the greatest American.
0: Was well, it is a genre? Of, yeah, it, yeah. It is. It is one. It's something that's purely American.
2: Yeah. And but, it is, and it's this great mix of different things too, right? Because it's like Appalachia, Scotch, Irish, with like
0: African. There's all sorts of cool stuff that goes into it. Don't you be Don't you be Africanizing my bluegrass now. <laughs> Where do you think the banjo comes from, Chad? Well, you're comes right. From Chad. It is. It comes from Chad. It comes from that that Muslim country. Yeah. But you're right. No, it is. And uh, God bless bluegrass music. And I appreciate the resurgence that has had in recent years.
2: I, I think when I, I when I die, I hope that Earl Scruggs and the Archangels escort me to Valhalla. Yeah. That is my. That is how I see this this concluding.
0: I had a friend of mine who was from the holler in Kentucky. There's a lot of hollers in Kentucky, by the way. And uh, he's a very well-known uh, bluegrass musician. He was playing for Bill Monroe, who is the father of Bill mm. bluegrass music. And it was his first trip out of Kentucky down into Nashville, Tennessee. He was staying at a hotel that he thought was fascinating because he'd never been out of the holler. And and so he went down into the lobby with his little Instamatic camera, and he took a picture of the clock that was in the middle of the hotel lobby. And guess what? Back behind that clock – Driving down the street was a picture that he took of his future wife that he would marry wow. 10 years later. Nice. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. Bluegrass music, people. Bluegrass music. It is supernatural. I, it is African supernatural. Can I, can I
2: tell you a weird a, a weird revelation I have with bluegrass? And then like, I'll try and get back to online privacy. But mm-hmm. I do have a much better epiphany about bluegrass. Because uh, when I lived in New York, I was a regular at the bluegrass night in Astoria. You would not think that New York City would be a, a bluegrass hotbed, but actually it is. There's a couple of really good bluegrass nights there. And I, I would I would go to the Astoria one. And I was there one night. I was the only person that uh, – because it's a jam. So I was the only person that didn't play an instrument or was married to someone <laughs> that was playing bluegrass music. And I had this this thought. The Beatles, when they were in Hamburg, right, no one knew who they were. They they Early on, the Beatles were hanging out in Hamburg. And I thought if there was some alternate universe where the Beatles never left Hamburg and I could go watch them, I'd be like, this is amazing. I'm seeing the Beatles like right here, right now. And people would be like, you mean the four old guys that play in their basement? Mm-hmm. And it made me go, what am I – what cool things am I am I not appreciating in my life here? And I watching this Bluegrass, I was like, there's a couple people here who I think are world-class performers that just didn't get their due. And yeah. I think there's a lot more of that than people realize.
0: You could- there is that element to it. And then you wind up – looking at things and you're going, you know what? There are things that I've been sheltered to my entire life. There are things that I haven't been exposed to. I mean, Ricky Skaggs, he can play any instrument on the planet that has strings on it. And he's a bluegrass musician. Country, people know him as a country singer, but he's he's a, he's a player. He's a bluegrass player. So the things that are out there that we don't know about, if there was true online privacy, mm. how many things would we not know about? I think if you make the choice to get online, I'm not talking about your business dealings or your or your debit card numbers. But I'm saying if you want to make your stuff public, then it should be public. Mm -hmm. I think I like I have not had a social media uh, page that has been in any way privatized Mm -hmm. in over five years. So you take my friend, Kenny Thacker, who took a picture unknowingly of his wife 10 years later, who became Lynn Thacker. Even she didn't have privacy from an Instamatic camera. Because she chose to show up in public. So I think that your online presence should be just as public as your public appearance out in civilization in general. I think we're
2: moving there. I think we're we're definitely moving there in that um, a lot of the things that I would now consider incredibly private – or I'm sorry, that, that my grandparents or parents would have considered private, I'm pretty public about. And uh, I, I, I wonder if we're moving to a point in our society where uh, privacy is kind of an outdated notion. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I think we might be moving there all the same. And so the idea might be that we, we move towards a position where like everybody just you know if, if you want to look up what kind of porn you like, it's out there. but yeah. at
0: the same time, you're not stigmatized for it. You ever looked at porn and wondered like never, not once. <laughs> but i read about it. You ever looked at com and thought now who's going to retweet this? Like who's going to leave a comment? Because you have those options to do those things. Like you can go on any one of these porn sites and be like i'm going to retweet what i'm watching today. What one of my friends or i'm going to uh, leave a review. What one of my friends he's a stand-up
2: comedian. Uh he if he does a uh, a meeting at his company, he will throw out names of porn actors in the meeting just to see if anybody picks up. So he'll say like a Ryan uh, Driller. My buddy, Ryan Driller. There you go. He'll, yeah, he'll – like. no, I've been working really hard on the uh, the, the – I've, I've been working hard on this file with, with Jenna Jameson, and we're really going to – we're going to get the
0: briefing really soon. And he'll say, like, someone will go, hey, uh, I look forward to that case. Can I also say who's coming on the podcast very, very soon in upcoming weeks on the Chad Prather Show? Yes. Jenna Jameson. Oh, really? We'll send her over wow. to – Something's off. Send her over. Eaton. We'll yeah. talk about that. I'm flying ball her ball. in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flying her in. We're totes doing highballs with Jenna. Woo! No one? No one? Okay, just me. Anyway, so, no, I agree with you on that. I think more and more. Steve had something he had to say. Steve?
1: I did today. Earlier, I looked up Jenna Jameson and Ron Jeremy. I was trying to figure out if they ever did a flick together.
0: Ron Jeremy and Jenna Jameson? Yeah. You were trying to see? I'm like, still not
1: sure, though. You it, weren't
0: going to retweet it, though. Like, no, you I You didn't just want your mom for, to see that.
1: Because I was looking up some history, you know— It's
0: party time, Mom. Can I, can I ask you a question before yes. we top off? No, by all means. There was a proposal
2: I read a couple of years ago that I thought was interesting, which was that everybody should be allowed to, to either dump their Internet history at 18 or change their name at 18. And I kind of like – I, I, I kind of think we should have a, a culture where it, it, it's this odd thing right now where if you did something 32 years ago mm-hmm. uh, that was a bad idea now that at the time wasn't, um, you can really be raked over the coals. And I, I wonder if we shouldn't have either an age limit or a statute of limitations on stuff that may not be appropriate to where if you, like, I, I am so, I feel so bad for kids that went through high school that were the first generation with Facebook. I, I had Facebook in college, and I didn't have to go through that. I feel really sorry for them. Like, I, I kind of want to give them a pass. If they said stupid stuff when they're 17 and a half, I, like, it's out there, but I want to I let them go.
0: Well, that's the beauty of it. um, I'm older than you, so I didn't have the internet in college, which is beautiful.
1: It was beautiful. We could start that at 40. Anything, you know, let's
0: be you know. 35. I'm a hundred percent in favor. of that. See, I had a bunny. We used to, we used to pack people in the uh, hatchback. Like we'd have so many guys when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, we had so many guys in the car. We put two or three of them in the trunk and drove around. So like, I'm sure the, like, I'll put it out there now. I'm like, I did stupid things. Like I can remember one time in Columbia, South Carolina, we had a kid. He was so wound up and, and pressed down behind the hatchback under the glass. Like he couldn't move and he was squeezed under the glass and we stopped for gas and there was a black, dude that walked up to us and he had a cigarette He was missing this tooth right here and he had a cigarette shoved up in the middle of it he had a fag right here in his gap and he comes up and he looks and he sees that white boy all scrunched up in that back of that car and he goes ah how far that boy gotta ride like that and i was like just a couple more miles (laughs) (laughs) so there you go heaton there are things we shouldn't know about me but i'm gonna put it all out there
2: I have a question about your friend with the with the Kodachrome with the with the camera, mm-hmm. the Instamatic, uh, the clock that he took the picture of. Was it by any chance hanging over the window of a women's bathroom?
0: <laughs> no, this was like a big big clock, like a centerpiece in this lobby. Back when people used to know how to tell time. Speaking of which, party foul.
1: I can tell time <laughs> on digital
0: tell it what? On a digital. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Heaton. I got nothing. It's I've time been, for us I, to bid adieu I'm, I'm to good, our yeah. friends and fans. Go to the Chad Braither Show. Go to Something's Off with Andrew Heaton. Mm. Check us out. Our full-on podcast. And tune in again when we do another episode of Highballs with Heaton. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Hey, there's no privacy. Welcome to a little short episode of the Chad Prather Show podcast where we talk about things Party Files Steve doesn't know about history. Steve. Why does it have to
1: be about history? It could be about anything. You don't uh, know nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Zero.
0: He don't know nothing.
1: I'm over here crossing my and, fingers. And we off. like to prove it. Okay, <laughs> I'm hoping I know gonna something. We're going to take you to
0: recent history, 1945. Wait. That's before Who? I was born. Doesn't matter. Uh, you're like my wife trying to and I'm like, what song is that? I don't know. It's the Bee Gees. Well, that was before I was born. You should still know it. The Bee Gees No. You don't know the Bee Gees? No. Well, you can tell by the way I use my welcome, a ladies' man, no time to talk. No, yeah, I know you, the song. Oh, but okay. But I, thank you. It's like you don't tell right. me you don't know Barry Gibb in right. well, the Bee Gees. Her, her. God turn in your white man card. Look here. Nineteen forty five. Hey, nineteen forty five, Hang on. What was happening? What countries made up the allied
1: powers that
0: won World War II?
1: The UN... who were the big 3? The big 3. The United States. One. It's got to be more. France. No. Oh, uh not Japan. No. <laughs> not Russia. Let's I'm I'm doing process of elimination. Not Mexico. They ain't helped with nothing. Canada. They sit it out, too. Well, they kind of in. Australia, they sit things out. Who else? Uh, <laughs> let's go through here and see who sits things. Switzerland, it ain't them. They sit everything out. Are uh, you just
0: going to nail, like, just mention every country on the planet that maybe wasn't involved with uh, yeah, World War Two? Pl- and by the way, all the ones you've listened, listed, we're pretty much part of it. Well, they're allies, but they sit it out. But who... Australia didn't sit it out. Okay. But who, who, <laughs>
1: <laughs> who
0: were the big three at the end of World War Two? Who were the allied powers? America.
1: Yeah, that's w- America for one. I don't know who number two was. All right, you've already messed up because Russia was one. Oh, they helped us out?
0: They, they were our allies. I thought they were no. the bad guys. No, they no. became the bad guys. Damn it. And then the third was it's probably australia isn't it no the united Uh, kingdom oh do you know who the leaders of those countries were no how do you not know who the leader of america was in 1945 because i wasn't there you don't have to be there do you know who was the president of the united states at the end of world war ii truman no um he came after this person no lincoln lincoln did you know that Lincoln was inducted into the Wrestling Hall of Fame in 1992 because he he fought before he was president, before he went into politics, he fought in over 300 boxing matches?
1: No, I missed that in history class. Yeah, along exactly. with everything That's else. Before
0: Did you know that, that in ancient Egypt, they used to rub uh, honey on the citizens whenever the pharaoh was out in public so that the flies would stay away from the pharaoh? No, I didn't See know See how that. fascinating what? history can be? Yeah. Now, who was the president of the United States at the end of World War II? He died right at the end of World War II. He died. Right after the whole deal was done, he died. How'd he die? He had polio. Oh, he yeah, had polio.
1: That guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's on what the was tip his... of my tongue. Yeah. I need some help, Candace. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. What was s- his wife's name? Mm,
0: Roosevelt's. wife why... Eleanor. So who was the leader of the UK, of Great Britain? Who was the prime minister?
1: Prince Diana. Oh, she died in a car crash. Not in her. 92. Okay. You're an idiot. <laughs> 90, <laughs>
0: 96, 97, not 92. So, Winston? Churchill. Okay. I knew that. Okay. Night. And and who, who was the king of England at that time? The king? They had a king then? Mm-hmm. All right. What was his name? What was his, what was his royal title? Something no. the third. Something the third. We're just picking numbers. I hey, know that his name uh, his his royal name was George. He had a daughter whose name she's the queen. Now her name is. She's queen right now. Right now. See, you are alive right yeah, now. I We're just proving ri- the fact that you don't know anything. Yeah.
1: No, I do. I, I can picture her. Elizabeth. OK.
0: She yeah, had a daughter in law named Diana. Oh, OK, so it was married close. to her son whose name is Charles. OK, I know who Prince Charles is. Sure you do. What's his two boys names? William and Harry. I was going to say that. I was going to say Leo. <laughs> so back to who was the leader of Russia at the end of World War II? At the end of World War II, the leader of Russia. Damn mm-hmm. Joseph? Stalin. Okay, right. there you go. Good the deal. big three. And where did they meet? Where did they come together to decide the fate of Nazi Germany and the rest of Europe in order to end World War II?
1: Hmm. What's it start with? Give me a letter. Why? Uh, Why Y? Didn't help you at all, did it? Not at all. They met at Yalta. Oh. (laughs) Yalta. (laughs) I was going to say Yosemite. And it was called the Crimea
0: Conference. All right. So, welcome. In 1945, World War II ended. Russia, the UK, and the United States of America came together at Yalta with what was called the Big Three, the Crimea Conference. And they decided the fate of post-World War II Germany... And what would be happening? We rebuilt the nation of Germany because, again, back to the point of after World War One and the Treaty of Versailles being world police, we decided that it was the right and humanitarian aid thing to do, humanitarian thing to do, to go back in and rebuild the countries that had been destroyed during World War Two.
1: So we destroy them, rebuild them. That's exactly yeah, right. Now, kill them all, let God sort them out. <laughs> do you know what the phrase Carthaginian peace is?
0: Is this something I should know? Yeah. Oh no. So the people of Carthage, whenever they would go in and destroy, is this like Carthage, Texas? No, here? this is not Carthage, Texas. Texas. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you know? Do you know who the great Carthaginian leader was? Uh, he had to cross the Alps in order to conquer Rome. As a Greek, his name was Hannibal.
1: Okay, so. Only Hannibal knows Lecter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or from the A-team, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Hannibal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I got you. A-team. Dun, 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 oh, my. Dun, dun. Carthaginian peace means when you conquer a people that you plow under their lands, their fields, their cities, and you pour salt all over it. So yeah, you erase will, them from the face of the earth. will no ever history. Grow. No, now he knows. Yeah. Now he knows. Okay, so there's your little history lesson about the big three after World War II from another episode of Party Foul, Don't Know Nothing. Hey, everybody. I know you've been looking forward to another segment where we drink highballs with Heaton, my friend Andrew Heaton. Hello. At Mighty Heaton on Twitter. Are you on Instagram? Yeah. Are you? Pull your microphone over to yourself, you drunk ass. I am on Instagram. It's like I'm making
2: my own coffee table book. It's beautiful. Yeah? Yeah, I, I like Instagram. Everybody's nice on Instagram. It's like mostly
0: like puppies and women working out. Great. There's a lot of women working out. Yeah, good. Thank you. There's a, there. <laughs> there's girls fishing. And look, I've spent my entire life fishing. I don't want my beta suit crammed, wedged up my butt the whole time I'm trying to reel in a 400-pound marlin. Your, your what wedged? Your beta suit? My, my, my beta suit. My, my swim, swim trunk suit? Okay. You know, you're from Oklahoma. You know what a bathing suit is, don't oh, you? Oh, bathing suit. Bathing I'm sorry, suit. Yeah. Okay. I, swim my trunks.
2: I thought you said beta suit, and I thought like that meant like your backup suit? <laughs> no, that's I, called I, a I
0: man's romper.
2: I, I went into Fraser mode, and I was like, well, you got your alpha suit and your beta suit, and then you get your delta suit.
0: So I just had a genius idea, and I would love to get feedback from the people who listen and watch. Don't you think that we should do a highballs with heat and segment wearing men's rompers? Right there, I just heard a disturbance in the force. I just heard. Women, 35 to 65 years old, the Desperate Housewife set just screamed in unison, No! What, what is a romper? What's a romper? It's yeah. that one-piece thing. You remember a couple of years ago, that was kind of the deal. It's, like you, like you, you shorts it, or capri like, pants? Like it was shorts, but it was all the way, it's one-piece, all the way up to the oh. short sleeves, And men were going around in their rompers. Oh, I don't which know. Which I don't know how you get out of that in the bathroom stall and shimmy it down. But it's like coveralls, but with short. Pants I'd, wear, I'd wear that if sleeves. I were in
2: space. That sounds like a jumpsuit to me. So that would make sense. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. mm,
0: walking around. If no. you had a tube, like if you're wearing a catheter, yeah. you could just pee it. Will yeah, yeah, or, yeah great. or one of them tubes. I like. I don't. How do they poop in space? They've got a like a suction. Is that they, the deal? Just I, poop I, in the suit. You, okay.
2: Uh, so this is this is the first thing we'll talk about today. There, like there's a a growing scientific consensus that we should go back to the moon to get the feces bags the astronauts left up there. Here's why. Bear with me. The reason that that's a, a decent idea is they've been up there now what if uh, fifty years? Yeah, and so we want to see what happens to bacteria living inside of these uh, li- living in a vacuum in a very harsh environment. So they're, they're so originally the astronauts just pooped in a bag and then left. It was apparently very difficult. They'd like they didn't like doing it, but we left it up there on the moon. There's just doggy bags laying up on the moon. We want to see what what happened to the the uh, you know radiated feces of the astronauts.
0: Like so, there had to be some oxygen in the bag. Yeah. where the poop went. Yeah. I would think that the methane would burn up a lot of the oxygen. How much oxygen does bacteria need? I don't know. It, How much bacteria does Tang produce? It's a it's a probiotic Tang. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, but like if but if it, let's say they open it up in a sterile environment, there's still still bacteria there. That mm-hmm. would indicate that that life is actually very robust because it can live in a in a, a
0: poop bag on the moon. Well, now that the Mueller report has been released and Trump has been cleared of collusion and obstruction, then <laughs> I think we go forward with Space Force and I say we get America's poop back. Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's
2: build a moon base. I'm all in favor of that. Yeah. yeah,
0: The doodoo knots. <laughs> <laughs> the dookie knots.
2: It's going really well. Uh, Candace left the room and we immediately yes, went to Space guys Poop.
0: guys go to toilet humor. They always do. I think that – I. where do you find this crap out? No somebody it. sent it
2: to me. Literally, somebody was like, you'd probably enjoy this. And I was like that. Like they, they literally sent it to me the day before we had an episode on moon bases, and yeah. it didn't come up. So I'm really glad I got to bring it up
0: here. That is like fantastic like fodder, like news that no one cares about. But I think that that in and of itself – like I could justify that form of space travel. I could justify that. Let's go get the poop back. Yeah. Let's go get the poop back. And I guarantee you, whoever's idea that was, ladies, that's not the guy you want to date because he'll probably be one of those freaky guys. That no, uh-uh, no, 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 no. I'll tell you some stories off air, not about me, but about people I know. Mm. Creepy, creepy stuff. But there's suction in the in the thing, right? Yeah. I think now they've
2: got like comes, kind of a reverse fan. Yeah. It's it's like like a dentist suction. Just cup, blows it out. Except that you kind of like plug yourself into it and it just. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So. It's party time, Mom. Hey, you know, I remember the uh, – who was it? John Glenn, when he was in space and he saw all these crystal particles that were glowing that were floating past the spacecraft. And he couldn't figure out, like, what am I seeing here? And it was his frozen pea particles mm. that were floating past.
2: Did he write, like, a poem about the majesty of space and all that stuff? And, like, you know, how this <laughs> yeah. has, like, changed his, his viewpoint yeah, about Floyd. how beautiful the universe is and all that kind of thing? You or...
0: actually hear that poem if you play – Pink Floyd's "Dark Side of the Moon" backwards. Oh yeah, you'll nice, hear nice. It. you, you particles uh, <laughs> from hell straight from the sun, reflecting yeah. to my soul. Mm. Yeah, my, my parents wouldn't let, let me listen to hard rock because they were afraid I'd hear John Glenn when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> if I play American it Hero, if you play it backwards, that song is called "Dogs of War." Is called American Hero. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pick a topic straight out of the head and go to work. This is. This is where it gets suspenseful because I'm always scared he's going to come up with something like Pythagorean. Th- Parag- oh, I, no, this one's great for what we've been talking about. I, I, I've never we're, done this, but I always want to say that like, we should reserve the right to put it back in the head if it doesn't need to come out.
2: No, this, if anything, we are too sober for this one. Oh, God. What is real and what is just our perception of reality?
0: That's great for where we're at. All right. Well, let me try to set this one up. Let me see if I could toss it up. So Shakespeare... Shakespeare said, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't know Shakespeare verbatim. Uh, but Shakespeare basically said in one of his plays, he said there are far more things that we uh, that we cannot see or feel that are, far more things that are in this universe than the things that we can see or feel. And so there, he basically was saying, "Can I uh, can I
2: drunkenly try and
0: get that one? Yeah, I think, try. It I, I don't
2: know Shakespeare to be. I think it's yeah. Horatio. There are more things. Oh, damn it! What is it? Yeah, there are I know. more things in in dreams, Jennings. Do you know this? Heaven
0: and on earth. There are more
2: things in heaven and on earth than are dreamt of in your philosophy, Horatio. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, Horatio.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Jennings, I love you. Jennings. uh, I love you too. Executive executive producer, editorial producer as well of the uh, Something's Off with Andrew Heaton Mm -hmm. show. Yeah, there's, there's far more. So let's set it up with that because I'm of the idea, I believe that people are. And you, you and I have a friendly opposition on on the idea of the the metaphysical the spiritual yeah. the religious whatever you want to call it. I feel like we are made up of body, soul and spirit, okay? I feel like that we are I feel like there's a trichotomy there of us. So so I feel like your body is basically your mobile home that one day mm-hmm. you'll move out of. I believe your soul is your is your mind, your will and your volition, your your ability to choose. And I believe that your spirit is that inner nature, that eternal thing about you that was in the heart of God from the beginning, or from before the beginning, and will live forever with God. Now, is okay. that real? Is that made up? I think the average person who has a religious bent is going to lean towards that. You,
2: well, I'll tell you what I find interesting about that is. So, my my background's Eastern Orthodoxy. We're talking mm-hmm. about earlier, and and they would actually concur with you. Um, Because I think a lot of the time we now tend to say things like, I have a body, Mm -hmm. right? But if you go back to the early Christians, they would say, I am a body and I am a soul and I am a spirit. But they Mm -hmm. sort of viewed themselves as not really having like uh, a balloon above a suspended uh, organic meat sack, but like being a triune component of things. And I I would— uh, today I, I I no longer share that view, but it's interesting that you you would kind of go to that. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'm um, I'm I'm more in the secular you know atoms and in infinity camp now, uh, <laughs> yeah. but chemicals and in infinity. Uh, where where I'll say that I'm kind of softening though is I watched a um, a, a documentary on dog cognition about three years ago, right. and it like it kind of blew my mind. Because it um, so as of like where I'm at right now, and I don't like this place by the way. But at the moment, I'm I'm in this you know it's it's chemicals and infinity, and that's it. There's no plan anything. Uh, And I I watched this this video on dog cognition, and dogs have pretty bad short term spatial memory. Right? Uh, They'll like they they did an experiment where they they put out dog bowls in a, in a clock pattern, and they swabbed them all with meat, but there's only meat in one of them. So the dog would like run to one, no meat, run to the other one, no meat, run back to where it'd been, no meat. And it would like, whereas we would go one by one to, to do it in the most efficient pattern. Uh, they also don't tend to understand spatial relationships, which is why dogs will wrap around trees when they're on a, on a leash. They understand mm-hmm. that leash signifies walking. They don't really understand the, the, the connection between you and the leash and the tree, right? And I watched that and I thought... If, if a dog could talk and you went, what is it like to have such a stunted view of reality? What is it like? I think the dog would go, what are you talking about? I see the universe exactly how it is. Mm-hmm. And then I went, wait a minute. What do I not know that's going on right now? There has to be a bunch of stuff. Like there's supposed to be 18 dimensions or whatever. Like I'm only aware of like maybe four, I think. Like there's got to be a bunch of things going on. So there's like there's a little bit of uh, intellectual humility, I think, that mm-hmm. has to go into that. There, there's got to be. Th- like Maybe it turns out you can give people colds over the phone. I don't know. <laughs> Or the other thing I thought about, like, let's say, like, um, here's a mind experiment. This is a good, like, three drinks in mind experiment. Um, Let's say that your mood today can can actually affect you backwards in time to where if you just – you have a terrible day and for some reason that gives you a headache – three weeks past so how, like, how would, how would we like it's figure a time
0: space butterfly effect yeah. but into the space-time right. continuum
2: and I, and I don't know how we'd ever figure that out because because we, we can only really suss out um, we can only suss things out based on this kind of narrow bandwidth of cause and effect mm-hmm. right but if but if they ever invert there's no
0: way for us based on our current scientific method to actually figure that out so I think that we as humans again and're you're, you're talking about a dog's mind and and obviously our dimension is far deeper. Is our, the the way our brain works? There, it works on far more dimensions than what we do because because dogs are basically black white. I mean, it's 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 this way or that way. They don't have that cognizant. Yeah, they're you know, they're, they're the, instinct. They not the It's very. Cortex, in, you know? I mean, so again, people, you know. Um, uh, B.F. Skinner wanted us to embrace behaviorism based off Pavlov's experiments with the dogs where you ring the bell, the dog comes running because the dog knows it's going to be fed. And therefore, if there are certain stimuli for us, then we're going to respond perfectly to that stimuli because we've been conditioned over and over to do that again. But but I don't embrace behaviorism because I think that there are other things that, that stimulate us and motivate us to do those things. With a dog, yeah, you can rub the clock with meat, mm. the bowls with meat, and yeah, they're going to respond to that. But humans are a little bit different. So here's how we are as humans. I think that we see things on a time timeline. For instance, uh, we're here, we begin; we're there, we end. And there are all these significant things along the way. That's our perception of reality. That's what we think. How? What? But what if? What if? Speaking of clocks with meat bowls. Yeah. What if God, again, to 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 to. to Again, speak to where you come from philosophically and in those theologically, that idea of God or what we know of a, a higher being. What if it's cyclical? What if it's cyclical like this? So that rather, so you read something like the Book of Revelation, and you're like, oh well, there's this timeline. Here, this happens, and the trumpet blows, and it ends. No, no, no. What if it's always happening? What if this big cycle is going on, and the trumpet's been blowing, and it's been blowing in the past, it's been blowing in the present, blowing in the future, and so now, what if our lives are that way? So I don't feel actually too far off from what you just said. I think that, uh, could my bad mood affect my headache three weeks ago? Maybe not so much that, but if we are eternal beings, there's no reason to think that we can't have a reality that is far beyond what we see, feel, think, see, hear, and touch, and so we're we're in this ethereal thing that's going on that is this cosmic force around us that we have no concept of.
2: Well, and I, I assume that's happening either way because I just I, I assume even if if even if it's a big undirected cosmic void, there's got to be stuff happening that I'm unaware of. Yeah, and, and I and I do think there is a a level of if if. I I can't fathom that the universe is simple enough for me to understand. That does not seem right to me. There's got to be stuff not happening. It may not be directed. It might be directed. I don't know. But, like, I I read a metaphor the other day about uh, a guy was, was discussing how, like, Chances are pretty good that his gut fauna doesn't know when he's watching Netflix. I think that's probably pretty accurate. So like maybe I don't know what's going on. Maybe there's some big Netflix show or something going on. I'm I I don't know. I'm just doing my thing. I'm like, well, I gotta get to work, I gotta drive my car. Like that's my equivalent.
0: Do you remember the end of Men in Black? Whenever the thing comes out, you know, it comes all the way out. Here's the, I, I don't remember it exactly, but here's the earth, here's our yeah. life, New York City, and then boom, it comes out, and there's the earth, and then boom, you're all, and then all of a sudden, we're just part of a marble where all mm-hmm. these aliens yep. are out there playing pool, or we're in some locker in a train station somewhere. Who knows, man? Who knows? I, you know, I think that there is something inside of us where deep calls unto deep, and we are longing for answers, and this. You know, this desire to be eternal beings, you know, and one day we shed this mobile home, this suitcase, if you will, and unpack all the stuff that's inside of us, and who knows? No, maybe, I hope maybe, you're maybe, right. Maybe we've been living the same three weeks for all of eternity, and we're still in the same bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is some shit you don't want to think about, but or, it's or true. Have you, have
2: you heard the theory that we're living in a simulation? Are you familiar with that?
0: Well, it's the Matrix. Yeah, basically.
2: There, there. I, I read this fascinating story the other day where it was talking about how, um, like, we we don't presently have quantum computing, and I don't fully understand what quantum computing is, but my my understanding now is, is that, that like Trump playing forty chess. Are a little deeper. Y- yes. No. That is a, that is an exact exact 100 percent one to one <laughs> ratio. of The analogy that I have. Uh, no, because like, like, right now you've got with with binary computers, it's one or zero, right? With quantum yeah. computing, it can be one and zero or zero and zero. I, I, I do Apparently, it's far more complicated. But all is that what
0: thing. becomes AI? Is that ty- that type so, of thing? Ba- ba- or kind, yeah, yeah, kind of
2: like. Well, it's the, basically if you read a headline. That says quantum computing has been invented. At that point, you can infer that the computer's way faster and has way more memory than what we have. And then the, the real headline you got to pay attention. If you ever see a headline that says uh, replica of Earth made in simulation with quantum computing there there would it wouldn't be difficult if you if you made a like a replica of earth that you could plug into in VR and you couldn't tell the difference right? You could make like a thousand of those and it wouldn't make a difference within quantum computing because you've got that that an amount of space and and, and uh, uh, processing power. And at that point, if you're like, well, if there's a thousand fake earths and a real earth and there's just one real earth, what's the probability that I'm in the real one? It's pretty low. Right. So if you ever read that headline, just assume that you're living in a simulation and have fun.
0: Well, and so you have movies that come out such as Ready Player One, which mm-hmm. I like. That's not my language. I don't understand this where these people plug into a game world and they go in and there's been these different movies that have come out, you know, everything from Total Recall to, you know, going back to Schwarzenegger. I mean, and there's all these movies about what if we're plugged into some kind of system. And you you look at these things and the thing that worries me is not is that a reality or is it even a perceived reality? It's that people are thinking this way and they want to pursue it. Like, what is so wrong with you, the reality of your life that you need to now exit that and live in a perceived reality that's not real? Mm-hmm. So now, if I'm a fat guy that sits on a couch and only wants to watch, you know reruns of Seinfeld and eat popcorn and leftover pizza, but I want to plug in my VR and I want to go into that world and be, you know, a guy who's now having virtual sex with penthouse models you see what I'm saying? It's the fact that we've gotten to a place where now we want to make that real. Yeah, well, not now, just now like we, where you're at. Yeah. I want to buy a robot wife who'll come in and be my sex slave, and we, and I'm, I'm happy to live with latex and lubrication for the rest of my life. That's that's the problem that I have, is that now we've exchanged the real for the perceived, and that's not love, that's not affection, it's not sex, it's not what we were designed for, and that's the thing. So, so, so again, to your point, it doesn't... It's one thing to say, well... These things are, are imagined, but the fact that these days we're pursuing them mm. is scary to me. Mm. God aside, yeah. spiritualism aside, the fact that we as human beings are, are pursuing those things, do you mm. think that's a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, you're a single man. How many robots you got? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? As many as I can buy, as
2: soon as I can get them.
0: I'm mortgaging uh, my second one
2: now. Yeah, I, no, I'd I take a robot <laughs> wife real quick. I, I think there's something to um, – there, there's something to – Trying to be present in the moment, like I, I, I rather like Buddhism. I think Buddhism is a really cool philosophy, and and uh, um, trying to to be uh, in peace with and okay with the world you're in. I think um, a significant amount of suffering that we've got in this life is just people want stuff to stay how it is, and yeah. it doesn't. It changes, yeah. and then another problem we've got is we, we have an idea of what the idealized version of life would be, mm-hmm. and we don't have that. Like, to go back to dogs. Uh, like So I volunteer the the, uh, the animal shelter here in Dallas, and, like, dogs don't have a sense of what if. They don't have that, right? So if you see, like... Uh, like I've been walking this blind dog recently. The dog clearly is not thinking like, gosh, I wish I could see. It's just thrilled to be out on a walk.
0: Yeah, just right? walking. That's so, his reality. Right.
2: And, and then like you, if and I've not done this, but if you see like a dog in a wheelchair, they're thrilled they've got a wheelchair. They're yeah. really happy uh, because they're, they're not trying to project that like, oh, if only I had type of thing. So I'd, I'd say escapism is probably bad and harmful for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, man, we can sit here and talk about this all day long. We we really could because this is because you brought up a word you said the word philosophy like you said Buddhism I like that as a philosophy well as a philosophy it's great like this idea that I can be one with the universe that 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 cockroach that runs across the floor might be my aunt Susie you know I don't want to step on that cockroach because you know but again it's a philosophy where people in india for years have been starving because they won't you know they won't kill the rats that eat all the grain on the trains and so now they're starving because they're not going to kill the rats that are and they won't kill the cows because again that might be aunt susie so because again it's all one with the universe so i that's again that's my reality versus perceived reality as a philosophy it's great mm-hmm. until yeah. that philosophy falls in on itself so it's one of those perceived things,
2: well, say, like to to clarify, I think most of India is Hindu. there there are there is Buddhism, right? So well,
0: in Hindu well, again, and you're right, I jump tracks on that because that yeah. is Hinduism, which Hinduism is that that's an element, that's a philo- that's a whole other philosophy. you're mm-hmm. right, exactly on that.
2: but we, yeah, with with uh, with Buddhism, I mean, I so I like where where i where I split on Buddhism is i I, I don't buy the metaphysical elements of it, right? So yeah. like there, like I, i've I've been to a bunch of Buddhist classes. you just want to be fat and happy. Yes, that sounds great. <laughs> you just
0: I'll to take be- the happy. I don't even I care. Buddhist robot
2: wife. Yeah, Buddhist robot wife sounds great. You want her to
0: be fat and sassy. Yeah, all the. I just great. want to read the Siddharth. Uh, no, I like. I, I like think that's the, Hindu too. I think that
2: I, I, I do. I, I think they're onto something with uh, life is stressful, and you can you can avoid the stress by kind of letting things go and not fixating th- on things that are going to change anyway. I think there's something to that, but I, I view yeah. it more uh, more as like a psychological practice. Yeah. When you get into all that stuff about past lives and things like that, I think that's kind of a red herring. I almost think it's like. Uh, like if if you were really depressed right now and you really got into genealogy it's like deal with the thing that's bothering you right so yeah. like like to, like i i th- you make a point if if the if the metaphysical side of it becomes this kind of alternate reality for you i don't think that's helpful but the the basic tools of it
0: i think are really yeah. good all right there you go don't go read the bhagavad gita uh, that's hindu too <laughs> I'm on a Hindu. See, that's the thing about Man, being Man, you Buddhist. don't like Hindus. What's like, the like, thing? Like, like if, you, if you're if you Buddhist, you don't even have to read books. You just, you, know, you just don't even have to read books. You just be fat and sassy, fat and happy. I know. Shave your head, be fat and happy, and just, you know, every now and then you can ring a bell. You It'd say be funny. If, in,
2: in subsequent episodes, we just didn't mention the fact, but I came in in like uh, a big saffron robe. <laughs> Not in I And then studio. I've got, I've got like, I shaved hot. my head, that kind
1: of thing. Like. <laughs>
0: Well, the shaving the head thing might work. That's better than the that's better than the freaking uh, man romper we were talking about earlier. Yes, agreed. I was on a plane the other day, and the guy was reading the Bhagavad Gita, Gita whatever it is. I don't know. I'm like, who reads this? Who reads this stuff? Here's a white dude in a ponytail. You who know what? Reads I'm going to say, stuff? like, if you're looking for fun
2: mythology, like for me, for me being the <laughs> secular perspective. If, if you if you don't buy any of it, it's got a lot of cool stuff in it. There's a monkey god. There's uh, like, like elements. Just, yeah, there's, there's, people there's with a lot like, of arms. And Medusa, ah, it's pretty colorful. I think
0: Medusa makes a cameo. <laughs> <She> might, yeah, <laughs> Athena. They get into a fight. That's funny. All right. Well, hey, we're gonna go have another drink. Something's off with Andrew Heaton at Mighty Heaton on Twitter and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Things you find yeah. out. Come check out the coffee table book. I defy everyone out there. Have you a big old drink? Get you some whiskey poops, whiskey whatever you want to call them. Did you know that your body, you don't pee out alcohol? You don't pee out alcohol. You pee out all the liquids. But alcohol, that's what your your liver cannot filter alcohol. It has to become solid waste. Which two things, there's two implications of that. One, that's why you get the whiskey. And two, that's why a drunk, drunkenness sneaks up on you. Because it has to get to your colon. Because it gets there almost as a solid matter, and that is where your system most absorbs the alcohol, and that, folks, is why you should be watching highballs with heating. <music>